When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clint Yates, Harry Lyles Jr., Courtney Cronin, George Sedano. Week one. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Hear me out here. What if, instead of overreacting like the rest of the world, you analyzed what you saw, thought critically about it, and made some reasonable reflections and deductions over the season? No! Overreaction Monday. Let's go! Yeah. Who wants nuance? Come on. Have you seen the show, Tony? <laughs> News of the day, Cowboys fans, plug your ears. Dak Prescott undergoing surgery. It's on his thumb, on his throwing hand. There'll be a pin inserted. It will be six to eight weeks out. It was not good before the injury, and now two months. This is overreaction Monday question for the ages. Is Dallas done around the horde to George Sedano? Well, Tony, considering they were the only team that didn't score a touchdown this weekend, I would say, yeah, yeah, they're probably done, especially if Dak is going to miss potentially half the season here. Like, they – This was a season where I was looking forward to seeing if Dak could be one of those quarterbacks that could elevate the talent around him. He's been surrounded by a ton of talent. We saw Lamar Jackson do that with new weapons this particular season already. We saw Patrick Mahomes do it and do an an incredible job in week one in that scenario. I was looking forward to see if Dak could do it. We won't get that chance, it looks like. And by the way, look for Philly. They're sneaky good. Not only are they going to win the division, I think they can fight for home field advantage out of the NFC. Courtney Cronin. Yeah, you're right. Dak was not playing well before the injury. He had a 47.2 passer rating, and the offense had only scored three points. Everything that we've warned would happen with Dallas this season has already happened by week one. (laughs) Offensive line issues, the wide receiver problems, they don't have a good backup quarterback. I mean, I don't think that Cooper Rush is all of a sudden going to take the reins of this offense and lead them when Dak Prescott is going to be out for, you know, an ample amount of time dealing with this thumb injury. Last time that this happened, when he injured his ankle in 2020, they went 6-10 and 10 with a good backup quarterback in Andy Dalton. All right. I don't think it happens with Cooper Rush. So, even though it's overreaction Monday, no qualms from Sedano or Cronin, Dallas is done. Harry Lyles Jr., around the horn to you. We're going three for three. I mean, how could you not feel that way, right? At this point, even during the offseason, we were like, hey, like, they didn't upgrade the skill guys around Dak Prescott. So, coming into this year, they were already underwhelming. And then for him to get hurt in this first week, to me, this feels like something that could possibly lead to Sean Payton eventually becoming the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Because let's say the (laughs) Dallas Cowboys finally make a move for a quarterback to replace Dak Prescott. That doesn't go well. Mike McCarthy, this is a tough job for him at this point. Jerry Jones is 79 years old. He wants to see another Super Bowl. He's going to do everything that he thinks is going to make him win one. And if that means he's going to get a quarterback, if that quarterback isn't enough, he's going to get a new head coach, and that head coach is probably going to be Sean Payton. So I'm looking a little ahead here. Masters course in overreacting from Harry Lyles Jr. And Clinton Yates is Dallas done. 
No, they are well done. This team is cooked, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Dak Prescott at this point, I hate to say it. I know he was only a fourth-round pick, but he got $126 million, $95 million of which was guaranteed, which was the most in the league at the time. And that has added up to uno playoff wins. This is a bad situation. I hate to say it, but the thumb injury is a major thing beyond just the basics. Your thumb is required to be accurate with the football, which has been a problem. So don't just tell me that because Gary Jones says he's coming back whatever amount of time that he's going to fill in and all of a sudden be great. This is a tricky situation. I feel bad for the guy, but overall, there's an outside argument that this has been a bust kind of in total. The one thing I'll say that doesn't help Dallas at all is the eternal optimism of Dr. Jerry Jones, who likes to give out these strange timelines on injuries. He did it with Tyron Smith before there was a determination whether he was going to need surgery, saying he was going to be back by the end of the year. Now with Dak, he's saying it's going to be, you know, a little bit of time. We don't know what Dak's going to look like after his thumb is surgically repaired on his throwing hand. Let's stop putting out arbitrary timelines. It doesn't help anybody. It was a week one unlike any other. Let's put Kansas City and Buffalo to the side for a second. Everybody else who went big last season or made a run, I mean, just brutal starts. At the top of that list, Cincinnati. They did everything to lose for three hours. Still felt they could lose more, so decided for overtime. Then decided maybe we'll tie, but lost at doing that. Pittsburgh winning this game with the fourth kick attempt. So from Burroughs' five turnovers to not challenging on Jamar Chase's touchdown to not having a long snapper or blocking Fitzpatrick on the would have been the game-winning kick to punting with 15 on the play clock with a minute left in overtime. Clinton Yates. Around the horn to you. Expectation is a different animal when you kind of shocked the world the year before and made the Super Bowl. What was the biggest issue for Cincy Week 1? I still think the biggest issue was the offensive line. They allowed seven sacks, and they only averaged three yards per carry, and that led to all the issues that I think that Joe Burrow had. But as for more largely, I'm not going crazy about this for the Bengals. They were a bang-up job last year, and they managed to make it to the Super Bowl. As for the decision with Jamar you know, in the end zone, he himself did not think he got into the end zone. He said after the game, I was just trying to get out of bounds so we could run another play. I can understand why at that point the coaches looked at it and said, all right, let's get on with it. I realize it's an awkward loss. It's in the division, and it looked really bad because because their third-string tight end had a terrible day, not just at the end of the game, but in overtime. But you lose games in an NFL season. I think this one was just pretty close, but just pretty unlucky as well. Underreaction Monday from Clinton Yates. Harry Lyles Jr., how about you? Well, you know, we always look to the quarterback first, right? And with Joe Burrow, five turnovers, you're not going to win a game with five turnovers. I think that's something that's obviously going to resolve itself. That's not going to happen every week. The fact that they only lost that game by three and he did that is incredible. Clint's right, though. Offensive line, 40% pass block win rate in the first half. The average for the league yesterday was 60%. So they're well behind on that front. They were better in the second half at 64%. But this is a line that has to give him even just a little bit of an opportunity, right? Because it was clearly an issue last season, and Joe Burrow was still a player who took his talent to an elite level. So I think this is something that will level out for Cincinnati. They have Dallas next week against Cooper Rush and then Joe Flacco against the Jets. So All right, you looked at the schedule. I think they'll you be okay. points for that, but you lose a point for a bad word. Courtney Cronin bring you in here. Reaction? Overreaction, underreaction, but since he's opening season loss. 
I guess I'm not all that surprised. He has four new offensive linemen, and he hasn't played with any of them because he had the appendectomy in the preseason, and that unit needs more time to gel together. What I am surprised about saying is the fact that a quarterback who committed five turnovers on his own was the reason that they almost won that game. Remember, at the end of regulation, with 127 left, there was that 11-play drive that capped off with the Jamar Chase touchdown, which Joe Burrow's responsible for. They line up to kick the PAT and it gets blocked by Minka Fitzpatrick, that's not on the quarterback. That's on, you know, long snapping all the okay. issues, I guess, if you want to throw it at special teams. And George Sedano. Tony, this isn't about overreaction or underreaction. It's about the proper reaction. The Bengals' offensive line has been bad for years. They keep trying to revamp it, and none of it seems to be working at this particular time. Uh, I'll tell you this, though. To me, the story here is the Steelers in a lot of ways. Last year, yes, they made the playoffs with Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben Roethlisberger is a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, but the version of Ben Roethlisberger that we saw last season was nowhere near that kind of player. They look at a guy like Mitchell Trubisky and say he can manage the game for us and he can move around enough to keep us in games and hopefully not lose games because we have the most expensive defense in the National Football League and we're going to rely on them to win games. Looked like it when they were forcing those turnovers. At least the first couple of those interceptions from Burrow, it wasn't that he was being chased in the pocket or anything. He had time. They just went the wrong way. You move on. More disappointment in week one. The San Francisco 49ers won game from the Super Bowl last year and made the decision to move on to Trey Lance. A woofy wet start in Chicago. How the Bears came back on that one was impressive. And both one seeds from last year's regular season starting 0-1. Just an amazing amount of opening week losses for teams that we're expecting to start well. Vikings crushed the Packers. And then Giants and Brian Dayball going for two there, and it worked. Titans got the ball back. Titans tightened up. Missed the kick. And New York gets a win for the first time in half a decade in week one. So, Courtney, who was the most appointing? What was the most disappointing? What was the most surprising? Which was the most surprising result I just mentioned? I guess surprising, it, for me, it's the New York Giants, and I'm going to give them some love here because this is the first time that they've won a season opener since 2016. That was also the last time that they had a winning record when they started 1-0 that year. I like this new-look Giants team. They looked competent. I know that Daniel Jones still has to figure out how to play better under pressure. That fourth-quarter interception was not great, and Brian Dable let him know about it. But the fact that he was able to deliver the game-tying touchdown, Dable decides that they're going to go for two. Saquon Barkley then converts. I like that Giants team. They show that they never mm. gave up, and they have the heart to be able to pull out close So wins. it's the Giants. Correct me if I'm wrong. You covered a game yesterday. It was in I Chicago. Did. The Bears win after looking dead for half the game to start 1-0, which hasn't happened recently. And you don't even address that. George Sedano, how about you? Tony, as much as I'd love to have a nuanced conversation about ayahuasca on national television, I am going to go with the game that you just mentioned in Chicago. Let's start with the fact that it felt like I was a kid again watching one of these crazy weather games in love Chicago it. with love them it. sliding all over the field. I thought that, to me, just screamed football is back in a big way. But here's the thing. It's the Niners to me. 
this kid, Trey Lance, I, I'm big on him. I do think he's going to be a good player. But let's not forget that he only had 318 snaps or 318 attempts as a college quarterback at North Dakota State. It's not like he was playing Alabama and in the SEC every week. So the fact that he has to learn a little bit, that he talked about himself in the postgame press conference, that he made too many mistakes, this is the growing pains that you're going to have to live with if this is your true quarterback of the future. Clinton Yates. There's that regarding Lance, but I also am going to put a lot of this on Kyle Shanahan. Listen, coaching isn't just what happens in-game. It's about preparation. Everybody knew it was going to rain all week. That second-half game plan was terrible from Lance in terms of how much they had to throw the ball, and they were wildly undisciplined in this game. 12 penalties for 99 yards and three backbreakers in the second half that led to 19 points, which could have been 21 from the Bears. It felt like they got out-prepped and out-coached. Well, to game. George's That's point on Lance Clinton Yates, do you see this as a soggy growing pain? Or you think San Francisco's looking at that and thinking, well, maybe it's not all positive right here. I think it's an unfortunate situation, but that's why, hello, Dallas, we're talking to you. You keep a backup quarterback that's worth something. This might have been a one-off, but it's not a super large problem for them because they have the Aaron Lowell Jr. For me, it's got to be the Giants. I, we can't remember the last time they had a pulse, and they actually looked like a legitimate football team yesterday, and it's because of Saquon Barkley. The big thing there to me, you bring in Brian Dable because you think he could be the coach that could turn Daniel Jones into a franchise quarterback similarly to what he did with Josh Allen. That only becomes possible and easier if Saquon Barkley looks like 2018 Saquon Barkley which he did yesterday, and I would argue even looked better. That explosiveness was there. He is a player that is going to have to be good, not just for Brian Dable's sake, but for Daniel Jones' sake as well. Yeah. I think it's still too early to give up on Trey Lance. <laughs> Somebody said yesterday. give up on Trey Lance. Okay, no. all right. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a tough situation for both quarterbacks to be in, but speaking to the Bears since I cover them and have gotten to see what they're building in Chicago on a day-to-day basis, I think you've really got to put a lot of stock into what Matt Eberflus is growing here. I didn't. That team was left for dead at halftime. I mean, they took themselves out of field exactly. goal range because the holders trying to, like, mop up water on the field, and they still came back from a 10-0 right. deficit to beat the San Francisco 49ers. So maybe, so maybe. There's a lot to like there. Someone covering the game would mentioned that when it said Chicago behind them in the background. I was trying to leave you down the You're trying to get to the New York assignment? What's happening here? Did anybody (laughs) see the sideline in Chicago yesterday? I mean, it looked like it was was a great... I love watching those weather games. All right, taking a break here. There's that sideline I was just talking about. By the way, (laughs) NFC West, zero wins. AFC South, zero wins, and two teams played each other. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Let's talk some college. Week two, giving us a change at the top of the rankings. Georgia jumping Alabama after the week that was. Harry, you were at Alabama, Texas, a game none of you thought was going to be a game. How much Bama struggled, how Texas could feel like they deserved to win. So Georgia jumps them. And after the results from the weekend, falling off the table, Notre Dame now not ranked after the loss to Marshall, lost a quarterback for the season. Also, Scott Frost out in Nebraska and also, also Appalachian State. Again, imagine scheduling Appalachian State in September. Texas ain't in brave, but now they have fallen out of the top 20. Harry, this is your domain. What's the takeaway from week two? You know, as a Georgia State grad, it pains me a little bit to say nice things about Georgia Southern, but Georgia Southern's win over Nebraska was undoubtedly the biggest thing that happened this weekend. You embarrassed Nebraska so bad they couldn't wait three weeks to save $8 million before firing Scott Frost. Whenever you can do that, you have absolutely won the weekend. Nebraska was 254 and oh, when up or scoring 35 points at home since 1901, they are now 254 and one mm-hmm. because of the okay. Georgia Southern right. Eagles who are rebuilding. But I feel like this way. is an instant replay. You were at Alabama, Texas. You're covered. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start with the Nebraska. Clint Yates. If I get no docked points for not talking about the game, I was at Harry. Exactly. Clint Yates. <laughs> I'm going to say it's got to be Notre Dame. I mean, Marcus Freeman started his career 0-3 with the Irish. That's the first time that has ever happened. But I do want to give some props to Charles Huff, the Marshall head coach. Guy's been there two years, HBCU grad. That's a heck of a win for that program in the second year. Donna. Tony, shout-out to the folks in Boone, North Carolina, Appalachian State, man. They do it again. They are the giant killers. And here's the deal with Texas A&M. I don't know, Texas A&M fans, you're pouring a lot of money into that program, but uh, through 50 games, Jimbo's got a worse record than Kevin Sumlin. That's all I'm saying. Courtney Cronin. I was going to say the Eastern Kentucky 7-overtime game uh, over Bowling Green, but I've got to agree with Harry. Bailing on Scott Frost after a loss to Georgia Southern, expected but the fact is his buyout would have gone from 15 to seven and a half million dollars on October 1st and this is a program that since 2005 has paid over 50 million dollars in buyout money most of which has gone to fired football coaches everybody from Bo Pelini to Mike Riley Bill Callahan and now Scott Frost joins that list this team was not going anywhere in the right direction with him but I was a little surprised that they pulled the plug on him after three games can we talk about Alabama, Texas? I mean, what is happening with this battle? Nobody had that being a 2019 game. Alabama needed everything in the end of the game to get the win. There was the play in the end zone, Harry. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I'll give Texas this. I Obviously, none of us saw that coming. Quinn Ewers is the real deal. I know a lot of people were upset about that one call that didn't go their way with a roughing the passer. 
but he threw some footballs that were incredible. Mind you, this is a guy who's making his second career college start and is going up against an Alabama defense that might be the best that he ever see while he's at Texas, mm -hmm. and he was slinging the ball. When he gets back in four to six weeks, whenever they say he is, Texas fans are going to have a really good time watching him play Yates. football. I thought the call in the end zone was annoying from a game-watching standpoint. As Harry knows if you were there, it was very confusing. But I think they got it right. Overall, though, this was a good win for Alabama. I don't think that's an unfair to say. Every time they don't blow somebody out, people are like, oh, that was a bummer. They came back in that game, and they looked good enough to win that in a tough spot on the road. George Dono. This is the Saban assistant effect. You look at Sark, right? You look at you look at Lane. You look at Kirby Smart particularly. They're chipping away at some of the guys that they would normally get to go to Alabama. Mario Cristobal also did that with Jaleel Skinner this past uh, offseason. So that to me is what stands out. Is Alabama not as deep as they used to be, Tony? Mm -hmm. And Cronin. I just want to know what practice was like on Monday after this Alabama team committed 15 penalties against the Longhorns, the most that's ever happened in the Nick Saban era. I wonder how many uh, expletives were yelled in meetings and, you know, gassers were run on the sideline. But the biggest takeaway for me from this game was Bryce Young's Heisman moment in the fourth quarter because he certainly mm -hmm. didn't look like that guy quarters one through three. Courtney Cronin, Harry Lyles Jr. going to have a great conversation about games they didn't cover in <laughs> the next segment. Yates, Sedano, showdown, two minutes. Let's go. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. How would Patrick Holmes live without Tyreek Hill? On pace for an 85 touchdown season. How will Tua Tungabailoa be with Tyreek Hill and Mike McDaniel and everything Miami just added this offseason? Well, some might say it was one of the prettiest, most accurate wins ever over Bill Belichick. George, you focusing on KC uh, without Hill or the way Miami looked with Hill and their new additions? Tony, this may surprise some people, but I'm going to go with KC in this scenario. As good as the Dolphins looked with Hill, I think that they were unbelievably dominant against a team that people think can be a Super Bowl contender in the Arizona Cardinals. Glenn mm -hmm. Yates? Mahomes leads the league in yards, touchdown, and rating. They're fine without him. But let's talk about the depth of that team. Justin Reed, the safety preseason kicker, steps into an Love actual this. game and hits a PAT and nails a couple touchbacks. And the real kicker came back and hit a 54-yarder. Incredible. The extra point bombed. The kickoff bombed through the upright. Justin Reed, two points for Clinton Yates. We'll move on. Carlos Alcaraz. Igas Biatek. U.S. Open champions, Clinton. Looked like tennis was about to be wide open without Serena. 
and Federer and Nadal at the end of their careers. Will you make the argument for or against this changing guard in the sport means tennis future will be fine? Absolutely four of it, some of us. We were there, you know this, and I think overall the way the game has changed is what's important. The athleticism of the actual men's side of the draw is just so much fun to watch. Between Tiafo, between Alcar, Alcar, I can't even say his name right because I'm so fired up about it. It was a fantastic experience overall. I loved what I saw in Flushing. Dada, what are you doing? Oh, Tony, sorry. I'm still watching that behind-the-back uh, shot that Alcaraz had on a loop here Tremendous. since the quarterfinals. Yes, men's tennis is in a great place. If you don't believe me, the McEnroe brothers said it that day, in the, the day of the quarterfinal match. You see what happened? Somebody actually went to an event and talked about it in the answer about that event. Amazing. <laughs> Clinton Yates, 30 seconds of face time. The Washington Commanders actually looked like a decent football team on the field in week one, beating the Jaguars. However, because Ashburnistan is Ashburnistan, outside of the stadium before the game, they were selling mugs with the Commanders logo and an outline of Washington State on them. Folks, the no. capital of the United States of America is in Washington, D.C., not the state. Get it together. <laughs> even when they win. Even when they win. 23 and a power break. See you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.